0: The blast from our past network. Conrad!
1: Conrad! Hello, Newman.
0: This is so (laughs) f***ing good! No good for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now!
1: He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back to back, except for the times that we skip in, uh, uh, a week because where you take a break in between seasons like we did just before, because this is season five, episode one, baby. I'm Adam. I'm Corey. Woohoo. Woo! That's <laughs> right. Season 5, Episode 1, we are talking The Mango, and this first aired September 16th, 1993. Corey, my man, could you please give everybody the synopsis? Of course.
0: The Mango. When Jerry learns Elaine faked orgasms with him, he pleads for another chance in bed. Kramer's banned from his local fruit stand, and George discovers the sexual power of mango. Mango. Weird. I would think they would say the sexual power of the mango, but it's just the sexual the power mango. of mango. Yeah, of mango. <laughs> wasn't that the name of a Chris Kattan Saturday Night
1: Live character, Mango? Oh, wasn't that that was his um, like part kind of ape guy, right? Yeah, something uh, like that. Yeah, I grew up. My God, you're right. <laughs> it was that was it. I remember. Uh, Oh no 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 that's not the ape one. Manga was his like effeminate uh okay. character. He's yeah, yeah, like yeah. his
0: party character or something like that. Yeah uh, yeah yeah, a, <laughs> yeah
1: party very effeminate kind of character. Yes yes yes. Manga, I can't remember I can't remember what the ape character's <laughs> name was but uh Chris Katan. Uh, you know what I I there's some comedians that like even though they kind of do the
0: same shtick all the time, if I like the shtick, I'm fine with it. Yeah. And
1: you know what? I always liked Chris Kattan's shtick. Chris Kattan is probably an underrated cast member. Yeah, he was—he had some solid shit.
0: He really did. He just kind of didn't—he didn't make it in the the whole Saturday Night Live movie scene, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I know he tried a couple, or at least you know he was in some of them, and it just didn't really didn't really pan out, you know. And that's totally fine. But he, I, I do highly respect him from his other stuff. So. Agreed. Yep. Uh, all right. So let's do our scene breakdown. And per usual, we are starting with a stand, a stand up. This one about seedless watermelon. <laughs> I mean,
0: it's it's a huge breakthrough in science. I think so. Personally, that's not a joke. <laughs> okay.
1: this uh, <Yeah>. Stand up. <laughs> It's it's funny, because I had actually, just before I watched this, I had gone to the grocery store, and I had a big-ass seedless watermelon with me. And I'm like, what? I can't even imagine seeded watermelon anymore. Who the fuck wants that?
0: All right, on to the stand-up. How about that seedless watermelon? What's the deal with seedless watermelons? We haven't done that. I think we've been a whole yeah. season
1: without doing that You're right. That, that, you, you used to try to do that every single episode. Starting <laughs> off season
0: five strong, baby. Yes. Okay. How about that seedless watermelon? What an invention. Scientists are working on this. I mean, other scientists have devoted their lives to fighting cancer, AIDS, heart disease. These guys go, no, I'm focusing on melon. Oh, sure, thousands of people are dying needlessly, but this patooey, <laughs> he actually makes a spitting sound, but the the subtitles actually wrote out patooey,
1: which I loved. I was like, they okay. actually wrote out
0: Patui. He goes, uh, yeah. people are dying needlessly, but this... P-tui. Like that, he you know does like that. Mm-hmm. That's got to stop. And then there was actually an applause there. He goes, uh, "Ever try to pick up a wet one off the floor? It's almost impossible. I'm devoting my life to this. So I guess if they can uh, get rid of the seeds, the rind is going next. What do we need that for? They're, <laughs> they're not going to stop until they're making ready-to-eat fruit cru- fruit cups growing right out of the ground." You know what? And, and also, like, kind of looking at this joke from a 2020 standpoint, I do think eventually that's what they would love to do is just yeah. have fruit cups growing out of the ground. But
1: we didn't quite get the rindless uh, watermelon yet. No, which is unfortunate because the rind is pretty terrible. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, this one kind of stuck for me. And it probably was just because I had I just brought in a watermelon. So I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Jerry. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: I, I mean, I agree. Actually, I think that was a very strong start to season five stand up.
1: Yeah, which I wasn't expecting. If you're going to tell me that Seedless Watermelon was going to be the uh, category for that uh, that stand-up bit, I was going to be like, really? <laughs> but nailed it. <laughs>
0: well, after season four's uh, uh, horrible beginning, I'm not expecting yeah. anything from season five's first episode. Yep.
1: Yeah, you never can tell. All right, so... Let's get into the episode. Monks. We are starting off at Monks. George tells Jerry well, about a real new Real quick, bro. I'm,
0: I'm, I am sorry. Uh, did you notice there was a little pan cutting... Uh, We don't get that often when they to actually uh, yeah, get to see... A little see. camera movement? Yeah, a little camera movement. I like that because you get to see what is around... Well, technically Tom's Diner, but you know you get to see
1: what's around mm-hmm. Monks. And I like that. I was like, oh, hmm. cool. Got a nice little pan over. I didn't notice. And it was it was directed by Tom Sharons, so the same guy who's done... You know, almost all the episodes before before this. So, no, good call. All right. So George tells Jerry about a new girl he's dating. He's not sure that he likes her. Um, They talk about, uh, you know, oh how how hard is he cleaning before she comes in? And he's like, okay, well yeah, I'm on the my hands and knees scrubbing the tub, things like that. And the the tub is love. Tub (laughs) means love, and that's (laughs) that's what we know about that. Um, But George, you know, he isn't he isn't too confident uh, below the equator. Well, you know what I mean. And I love uh, how Jerry goes, nobody knows what to do. <laughs> exactly. You close your eyes and hope for the best. Yeah, I wrote and it that is, down. That great <laughs> line.
0: Yep. You close your eyes and hope for the best. I was like, I fucking love that. That almost, I feel like that's almost like an almost sunny uh, uh, line. It's, it's you know, mm. like, like you're a sunny fan, right? And Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and,
1: and if right now, if I had to choose another show for us to transition into when we finish Seinfeld, Um, it would, even though we're only about, you know, halfway through or less, or, you know, less than that, um, for me, Sonny would be the one. I kind of have no problems with
0: that. I I love Sunny, but what it what it kind of reminds me of is the detox episode uh, or the quarantine episode, and oh, it's one of my favorite episodes mm. of TV ever. And then there's this revelation, and one of the characters are like, "What are we supposed to do with that information?" And they're like, "What do we do with any information? You just push it down and you keep an eye on it." And I was like, you know, it's just it's it's so like what's the word for it? It's not ni- it's nihilistic, you know. It's just like, like I can't nihilistic. help you. I- nihilistic. I got nothing to do to help you out here and it kind of like I don't know, it kind of it felt like that sort of mm-hmm. same energy, but it's yeah. nice to see possible like early permeations of what Sunny would be starting with Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Like I do I think we can all agree there would be no Sunny without yes. Seinfeld. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um
1: what didn't make sense about Jerry's uh, you know, discussion here is in about one, just a season in one season from now in the episode, in the episode Fusilli Jerry, he tells us about the move, the swirl. What about the clockwise swirl? So it's like, he, he was so confident, you know, in one season's time with his moves below the equator. But right now he kind of just like nods his head and be like, Oh yeah, I don't know what I'm doing either. But I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute, you have the swirl, and then George copies it and takes it into the counterclockwise swirl, but whatever. Maybe, maybe, jo- uh,
0: Jory, Jory, <laughs> George and Jerry, maybe Jerry wasn't ready to relinquish that knowledge to could George be. just yet.
1: Yeah, I could see him holding on to yeah. that knowledge. It's yeah. very good knowledge. It's, yeah, <laughs> and and knowing that George ruins it anyways, it, I think Jerry made a good call in on that one. Which, I guess my question to you is, you know, how confident are you below the equator?
0: Oh, I'm awesome, baby! I rock. See, I feel the
1: same way. I think I'm really good.
0: Yeah, I rocked it. I'm awesome.
1: I mean, yeah. I I think I fucking kill it. I think I re- I, re- I enjoy myself. Crush it, crush it. <laughs> okay. Woo! Our wives are loving season five so far.
0: Loving it, baby.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, I have heard that my facial hair tickles. Uh. <laughs> oh, Jesus. My sister
0: does listen to this. <laughs> oh
1: God. Oh god, oh, okay. on. <laughs> all right let's move on um so oh yeah, <laughs> yeah <I'm> george <laughs> you okay
0: oh god that just killed me man all of that all just right. killed me
1: all right um i do like that george calls out the last time uh, you know he was down there. He got the tap. He got basically got the call to move up, please. <laughs> God, so. that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> that is horrible. Yeah, it's pretty deflating. And yeah. it, as it is for Jared, as for George here. Um, so Elaine comes back from the bathroom. Had no idea she was there. Uh, but she hears over George mention something about fake orgasms, and there's this whole discussion prompted about how she says she's faked it, and she mentions a. Uh, that Jerry didn't notice. Yeah. And she faked it with him. <laughs> oh, man. And this is this is a fantastic scene. This is a highlight top tier level scene here with Elaine. Uh, one of probably some of some people's probably her favorite their favorite scene with Elaine Period, I think, is right here um where you know um she talks about, you know, oh, the breathing, the panting, the moaning. It's fake, 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 fake. <laughs> yeah, like great. Yeah. All of them, you know, all the time it's fake. Um, you know, George is loving it at this time too. hes just, I, I, I really love that he's just eating this up. I mean, he's yeah. calling for like, oh, gonna need some uh, chocolate mousse here. <laughs> <laughs> gonna need a malted milkshake over a mal- here. Yeah. <laughs>
0: just, and he by just, the way, exactly. re- Respect he's, for uh, George ordering it malted, by the way, because I love malted milkshakes.
1: <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like whoppers, uh, and so that, I like malt stuff. But I don't know. I don't. I almost never get the malt in it. Okay. But I'm now, glad you respect it. I'm so of happy course. for you. I love um, it, man.
0: I love it. Now, now let me ask you this: yeah. Do you think that J- uh, Elaine should have even told Jerry this, like at all? Yes, it's funny and everything. But as a and like in a realistic sort of situation, should she have even told Jerry?
1: Well, th- knowing the kind of friends they are, and they love digging into each other because they are past that other part of their relationship and it's just they are these kind of close friends with that stuff i feel like it it works in this scenario of course it's hilarious but like knowing their kind of relationship and how much he digs at her like this is her digging at him back so i think this is a it's a give and take for that yeah and so i think absolutely it works for their for their style relationship now you know in real life if i had found out that all the females I ever thought I gave orgasms to completely faked it. I'm I'm dead certain some of them have. Yeah, I'm 100 certain yeah, some of, of course, them have. Oh yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that would that would that would probably make me feel shitty, like like Jerry and George are about to feel. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, I and I, I only asked because when I first started the episode, uh, I was like, man, it's kind of shitty that Elaine said that. But then by the end of it, I was like, no. It fits completely, like you said, in the yeah. parameter of their friendship. Now, I do think that, like, Jerry's reaction was probably correct. And maybe, ultimately, mm-hmm. Elaine was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said this. But the way she kind of, she went into it and, started, and it was like, oh, for yeah. her, it was funny at the beginning. I was like, this is so realistic. And for a show mm-hmm. that's, you know, silly and funny, this scenario that they're setting up here, and, and, you know, we're just starting it, essentially, I think it's a very realistic setup because Elaine went in, you know, it was all fun and games until someone's
1: feelings get hurt, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, So, but by the end of this little scene here at Monks, they're both George and Jerry are very worried that all the women that they've been with have faked it. Yeah, Yeah.
0: and of course, Uh, I love how George kind of, at first he's loving it, then uh it sinks in that, oh, wait, maybe it's happening to me as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, All right, at the apartment, uh, Jerry tells Kramer all about the faking stuff, and they have a little (laughs) conversation about that. Um, he even kind of uh, points out that you know, oh God, she's just a little actress, a little Meryl Streep, that Elaine, things like that, which is, I think is a great little, uh, a little extra, you know, through line joke that they have throughout this episode.
0: Yeah, the Meryl Streep thing, and there's mm-hmm. one response later that I just I love that we'll get to. But did yep. you
1: notice uh,
0: right away, starting out strong, is the Superman magnet on the fridge? Uh the ma- yeah, I
1: didn't I didn't pay attention because I just assume it to be there. Yeah, uh, you know, same so, spot, yeah, yeah, same yeah. like pretty much exact spot, yeah.
0: same spot. Yeah.
1: Yep. When does the statue come into play, though? I can't remember. Did we already see the statue? Oh, yeah. I can't remember. It's like
0: season two, yeah. See, I
1: forgot. Okay, see, yeah, yeah it's all it's all <laughs> muddled know. in my damn brain.
0: Everyone that's gone on this journey with us from the beginning knows how our
1: brains work by this yeah, point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> all right. So Kramer's like, hey, you know, I'm in. Mean, he wishes he, could, he he wishes Jerry would have told him because he could have given him some pointers, which gets a good crowd reaction. <laughs> yeah. It's just a funny line. Um, Jerry, you can just see him being pouty. He's being upset with Elaine. He even kind of talks to talks to her on the phone and whatnot. Um, I do like that we cut to her in her office and she talks to a co-worker and ask her if she faked it and she's like oh yeah of course i faked it you know and, and why would you oh if you know took me to a broadway show and they were good seats yeah. and just like oh that's good that's funny and then also sometimes when you're just tired and want to go to bed yeah
0: yeah which is i love how that comes in into play in a second but real quick before yes. we get off for her, her office elaine has a messy ass office oh it's terrible she she yeah he's learned how to file dude
1: yeah, manila folders filled with crap all over the place. I was like, god damn Elaine, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, so. Uh, then we uh, cut back to the apartment, and Kramer gives uh, a fantastic response, a very Krameresque <laughs> thing where he goes, you know, I faked it. And it's a great response, it's hilarious, I mean, because no one expects for a guy to fake it.
0: Right, because you can fake you know, not to get gross, you can physically see when a guy when it happens. So it's like, yeah, yeah. but yeah, no, I know, and it's great. But then his reasoning is like, ah, you know, it, but it's it's the exact same line that Elaine's coworker said. It's like, you know, if you're tired and you want to go to sleep,
1: you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yes, exactly, good tie-in. So,
0: my buddy, my man, my friend, mm-hmm. have you ever faked it?
1: I actually have, <laughs> <laughs> my man. Yeah. So have I, for the <laughs> exact same reasons. Because <laughs> you want to well, go to I, bed. I, I'm tired. Yeah. for For me, it was a different reason. I was just not into this girl, um, and I I was just I, I was ready to be done. <laughs> I was just like, I guess. It, it was it was not a very pleasurable experience, and so I was just like, yeah, I need to end this somehow. So <laughs>
0: I did dude and when i did it i mean i immediately was like like in my head i was like all right am i gonna do this and i think to kramer yeah. i literally thought to kramer i was like yeah i'm gonna have to do this for me i think it was like like probably college mid-20s i think i was like just super drunk real hardcore like whiskey drunk or something i'm just like i'm not gonna be able to pop
1: so i'm just gonna fake it you know <laughs> and come on kramer <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, exactly. I mean, I definitely, I didn't, I didn't have the Kramer thought. He didn't come into my head during sex. I'm sure he does quite often for you, yeah, of um, course, but of course. he didn't for me, but <laughs> you do have the thought of like, okay, all right. When I, when I, you know, finish my fake, I got to, you know, get out of there. I got to like take the condom off, tie yeah. it up like I normally do and yeah. make sure everything seems copacetic, like, like I normally would. And then just kind of throw that away and, and maybe cover it with uh, something. So she can't see that nothing's in there. <laughs> Sorry, a little extra gross talk uh, on season five. I guess we took it up a notch. I, hey, I'm sorry. This is organic.
0: It, it's in the show, and we're just we're, – yeah. we're asking the question that everyone else is thinking. That's
1: all. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So. Uh, okay. Where are we? What is happening? We are, we are, well, we are uh, at a peach. I could eat a peach for hours, uh, which we already kind of talked about, but <laughs> sorry. Anyway, that's a face-off reference. If, if anybody hasn't seen face-off. Go watch Face Off. Oh okay. um, yeah, it's a great. Movie. All right, Kramer eats a peach and he hates it. It's disgusting, uh, and so he wants to return it to uh, Joe's fruit stand area that he's get, where he got it from, um, which he tries, and it does not go well. Good little scene here. I enjoy it. You know, him just looking for restitution, and he ends up getting banned from yeah. the store. So, uh, you know, I'm
0: going to ask you, do you recognize Joe? He's got a gazillion credits, but I don't recognize him from anything. I don't either.
1: I don't recognize him. I I looked through all the uh, the credits, and they had a lot of, like, mobster stuff and a lot of, like, old-timey stuff, but I did not recognize him.
0: Yeah, and and I think, unfortunately, he passed away in, I think, 2012 Mm -hmm. or something. But I will say this. uh, Rewatching this episode... Man, I forgot how much I really enjoyed this one-off character. I think yeah. I think Joe was a great, fun little character. I don't think we're gonna see him anymore this season, but I could be wrong. But as of now, I'm gonna just call
1: him a one-off. And man, I loved him, dude. Really did. I agree. I thought he exactly. he was one of those kind of one-off guys who I, I just I I felt I could have used more. I would have loved to see you know like like a, a Newman, a Kramer, and Newman do something ridiculous in the fruit stand, and then him kind of you know. Do shit. It'd be very similar yeah. to how at the yeah. record store, yeah. um, with the guy from Saw. But like, you know, turn it to a fruit stand thing. Like, he could have been a fun thing because I feel like, you know, I don't think we've seen the fruit stand, um, outside of this, right? Exactly. This. Just, this is this is the only episode, but in general, yeah, this is the only one he's credited for. But yeah, just like. He, I wholeheartedly agree. He is someone that they could have written in again and had a lot of fun with.
0: Yeah, I, I wonder if his schedule didn't really permit it or something. But yeah. he crushes it in every scene that he's in this episode.
1: Yeah, yeah, hands down. So, <laughs>
0: and then my only question is, can you return fruit? That's that was my only <laughs> line on this thing.
1: Uh, yeah, I have no idea. I've, I'm not the kind of guy who. I'm yeah. terrible at returning and anything. Yeah. If if I, I don't like it, my and 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 my wife knows this. Um, if she wants something returned. She typically has to do it because I'm just like, well, I bought it. It fucked up. That's them's the shits and then yeah. that's it and I just kind of move on
0: <laughs> I, I think that's I think you and I have the same mentality in returns as we do in like what was like fixing our, our phone bills like we're just kind of like oh well and then but our wives uh, are the yes. ones that you know the they, <laughs> yes, they
1: are the, uh, the, the pitbulls pit of balls, our families. yeah. yeah. <laughs> like
0: I don't even return
1: things that I know I can return like I know because yeah. I don't I
0: just yeah. don't want to deal with it I don't want to deal with it, and, <laughs> I don't. it Explain it exactly and, and interact with the person you know
1: <laughs> exactly the hassle fuck it it's
0: a hassle so. oh man Hey everybody, Cory here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages.
1: Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. Uh, at dinner, George is with his date, Karen, um, and she is loving her food. And it is, you know, obviously very reminiscent of a fake orgasm and uh, things like that, which is just eating at George. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karen is played by Lisa Edelston, who she had a, a lot of um, credits in the show House. She was on like 100 something episodes or something like that. So she was oh, a she pretty. Must- ma- yeah, a must main, have been a main character. Yeah, yep, main player on House and plenty of other credits as well. Yeah, um, but yeah, that was her main thing.
0: I put her, I put her in the category of way too hot for George. And oh yeah, yeah, easily. Here. But
1: she, she had that very husky, smoky voice, Ooh. that not in a good way, kind of like a you're an obvious smoker voice, and I, which, it which downgraded her for me.
0: You know what? I, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, knocked it down a couple points for me too. Um, but then at the same time, I was like, man, you could still smoke in, in restaurants in 1993. Oh, yeah. I was like, damn, that's yeah. crazy. But um, my, my only other takeaway is I, I honestly thought so far of what we've seen – this is a very truthful relationship about a, a, a um, attractive disparity between two couples. Meaning, I think she's more attractive mm. than, than than George, yeah, and easily. I I think her reaction is like, yeah, she's liking George enough, but you can just tell she's not like sexually attracted to him,
1: yeah, and that's making him
0: neurotic. It. And I'm like, you know, like I just I don't know. I felt like this was very honestly and well like written reactions to everything mm. here
1: yeah i mean because george is like trying to casually ask about her performance and she's just like what the fuck like I mean, basically it's like what the fuck are you worried about you should just be happy that you're with someone as hot as me yeah you <laughs> and know, she's kind of right yeah
0: <laughs> no she's and she's not wrong yeah
1: <laughs> yeah so uh we then also kind of cut uh similarly elaine is at dinner Uh, With Jerry, and she's eating dessert, and she's doing something similar with her dessert. Just, oh, how delicious, delicious it is. I think she might have been doing that on purpose to kind of give some extra jabs to him. What do you think?
0: No, I I took it as she's oblivious at this point because I think in, okay. in the conversation, in the joke of the of it all, she's mm. still oblivious to it. I don't think she realizes the severity of what she did to Jerry because Jerry is usually so freaking devil may care and, and aloof and everything that I don't think she realizes she dug it in that okay. that deep
1: to him. Fair I, enough. Yeah, I will he's say definitely this. Definitely being a grump. I will grump say
0: what? this. I hate this diner set. <laughs>
1: They use this diner set uh, uh, quite a bit in this episode, I, and they use it in the next episode in the next, they too. Do. I was like, no! I, I was like, no! Don't go back to this piece of shit set. Well, I actually, I, and I'll, we'll talk about it next yeah, episode. Yeah. But I, have, I have it written down. Why are we at this? Why are we at that restaurant and not at Monk's right now? Yeah, like that's yeah. that's exactly my thought.
0: Yeah, it's it's like, why are you trying to force this restaurant on us? We yeah. don't like it. You know that. Give us monks. What are you trying to do here? Maybe with the next episode. And again, we'll get to that. But here, in this episode, they should have been at monks. But okay, fine, whatever. I still hate this well, set, though. But I they were doing
1: it. dinner. They, they. I mean, they were doing like a planned dinner out to a nice, nicer Ugh. dinner thing. So I think it makes sense here.
0: I don't want. I don't want to see it. Fuck it. I hate it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I love Jerry's response. You know, he's obviously being a grump. He's, you know, he's, he's pouty and whatnot, but he just kind of out of the blue says, give me another shot. And I mean the crowd reacts great and even Elaine's like, what the fuck? What? Um, he wants to prove himself so badly. He's yeah. like he's pouting about it. He's basically being a, a little child, and Elaine's just like, No, no, what do you ki- I, no. She's like you know, puts him <laughs> down like a like a like a mother hen, like, Come you know, cooking at her chicks.
0: <laughs> Come on. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> I know. Uh,
0: but I will say that is you know, it's kind of a, a rehash of them getting back together in season 3 or what, you know, uh the one where it's like yeah. uh, but I like but they, this But here they here the yeah. I like this setup better. Like this oh, setup yes. is funnier to me uh versus the whole like, oh, but we can have sex and still be friends thing. This I think is a funnier setup to get yes. them to try to have sex together again.
1: Well, because absolutely. It's like Jerry is fully emasculated right here and he's trying to prove himself. It's just it's a fu- much funnier premise than Oh hey, let's let's try and make this ridiculous situation work as you know sex buddies. Where yeah. you know the joke is, it's not going to work.
0: Weirdly, even though they're both very outlandish like concepts, weirdly this feels more organic as like just a story that they could you know, or something that would happen to them. You know? Yeah,
1: I I mean it, not now because we're married. Love you. We love you, wives. But when you were single, if if you found out about this situation, wouldn't you also want to be like? Mm-hmm. Give me another shot. I, yeah. I, I can do it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah. If you,
0: yeah. If, I, if single, yes, of course. Obviously, caveat, single. But yeah, you know. Yeah. One of your exes says to you, you know, I didn't never you never gave me an orgasm. Let's do it right now. Same reaction yeah. as
1: Jerry. Come on, right now, let's do it. Yep. All right. But, uh, but those days have passed no. for us. Yes, well passed. <laughs> and I'm so happy they're past <laughs> yes. because we are married to the two greatest women in the history of women.
0: <laughs> You're the best, bud. Good job. <laughs> Way to save us. Way to save yes. us from hell.
1: Because <laughs> I know for a fact my wife listens to this show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thankfully, my wife doesn't. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Uh, in bed, George is with Karen, and obviously he had a bad performance, and it's, it's not looking good for him. She's very unfulfilled it's not not as fulfilled as she was with the uh, risotto (laughs) yeah yeah, of course
0: (laughs) which is a callback that we didn't talk about yeah there's so many awesome freaking like dialogue lines that gets played Mm -hmm. uh, and it's something that we've talked to talked about earlier in in the series that we really like but this is one of those episodes where a lot of little dialogue pieces come back and then they're like they're said the same way by a different person but it's like the exact Mm -hmm. same dialogue
1: um, in the car, Jerry's dropping off Elaine, um, and you know he <laughs> they they left the movie early uh, because Jerry does not like Meryl Streep. She's a phony baloney. Oh, she's such a phony baloney,
0: and I took a picture of it because I paused it so yeah. perfectly with his face contorted, and I sent it to Adam. I was like, it's perfect. Yeah. But dude, to this day, like I own almost always. Can't even hear the name Meryl Streep without thinking, <laughs> without hearing Jerry's voice about my. Head. Oh, he's she's such a phony baloney.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now this is this was uh, just a great again just that use of that through line calling back you know to the whole Meryl Streep stuff. Um, all right, in the apartment, George blames Jerry for his inadequacy. Um, basically, he is uh, impotent. Things are not. Getting up. And this was, I think, probably pre-Viagra. So you couldn't, like, just say, hey, take the blue pill or whatever shit like that. Well, I don't think – I
0: don't know if Viagra works with the the mental – like, because clearly – his and then later Jerry's, they're mental. I don't know if Viagra can punch through that or not, but uh-huh. yeah, this is way before Vagar. And you think about it, man Viagra was such a, a, a kind of a huge game changer for, for older men, you know? Like it was, you don't even really hear that much about impotency anymore, truthfully.
1: Yeah. Yay, we can't solve any other issues or all that stuff, but yay, we can still get old men boners. Thank the fucking gods.
0: That was literally—I feel like that was literally one thing that you and I in our lifetimes have seen completely fixed, like completely negated, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, and just so everyone is uh, curious, um, the uh, Viagra was patented in 1996 and approved for erectile dysfunction use by the FDA in 1998. Oh, damn. Okay. So- Wow. So late, yeah. Later in the '90s. All right. Uh, Along with all of this impotency stuff, Jerry has a funny little line here. Said it happened to Houdini, (laughs) and if you know, if 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 it it happened to Houdini, like what hope do they have? Uh, And so I looked into this a little bit. Apparently, around this time, like in the '93 uh, area there was a houdini biography that came out called the life and many deaths of harry houdini <gasps> by ruth brandon and she suggested that he might be impotent in that biography so that was so that was like a legit thing it wasn't just them making it up completely yeah. like it was a it's probably in the in the zeitgeist of, of pop culture at that time
0: my gut said you were probably going to check it out so i kind of didn't go with it but i kind of had a feeling that this was such a specific reference that it was like to something you know what i mean yeah but uh yeah but <laughs> if he's you know if he's if he's impotent that explains uh houdini that is that explains yeah. his uh death wish maybe right <laughs>
1: Maybe. I mean, it also, you know, apparently he didn't have any kids, and right. this is maybe it's part of their excuse for him not having kids. Um, but, yeah. Uh, Kramer comes in to big applause.
0: I wrote down on my notes uh, <laughs> that Kramer comes in to applause on this one, but we've already seen him this episode. So I was like, yes. I think Adam's not going to – he's going to have something to say about this.
1: Well, I have had to say – I mean, I, I didn't write that down. For some reason, it didn't bother me as much as it has in the past, but it doesn't also doesn't make sense because we did see – Joy, Kramer, you know, told Jerry that, you know, oh, hey, we saw him before exactly yeah. in the apartment when he told Jerry, uh, oh, I, I should have given you some pointers, things like that. So it's like, him walking in here, but I think this was maybe the first time that he does the door, but, yeah, but well, still.
0: Because but, and he and, was already in the apartment when yeah. the scene started, and this is the first time they do the door. And I'm so just if, the door thing. I'm curious if this is the season where the, the Kramer cheers get a little bit too uh yeah. like every single time he enters it's it, it, they explode. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if this is season five.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I I, I wholeheartedly still stand by the fact that I think the Kramer door thing, the cheer should only be on Kramer's first appearance. Right. And and, and Only on his first appearance when coming in through the door.
0: Oh, well then this would, then this would categorize as that. Okay. But, but
1: no, no, no. I mean like it has to be his first appearance on the episode and he has to come in through the door.
0: Gotcha. Copy that. That's my thought. And you know what? I I am with you on that one too, buddy. I do agree with that assessment. Um, I, I always think it's weird to get that cheer mid, mid episode. Truthfully.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. But he wants Jerry to get him some fruit you know because he's just he, he, he can't find anything good at the supermarket you know he needs that good joe's fruit um i do love that jerry got a call, phone call from one of his ex-girlfriends and he's been asking around to see if he gave any of them orgasms. And so some of them have. Yeah. And he, you know, she is like, yep, this one person got him. And she even, he even calls Elaine and is like, Hey, uh, Elaine, this person had orgasms. and, he, and She obviously, <laughs> I do love that. We don't see her side. We just see Jerry's side. And obviously she hangs up and he's like, Elaine, Elaine, like that kind of shit.
0: I I love that. I love Jerry's reaction, and I think it wouldn't have played as funny if we saw Elaine. He's just like, yeah, another one, uh, Elaine. Yeah, uh, hello. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because he still had that, that smile. I like that.
1: Agreed. Uh, all right. Then at the fruit market, Jerry has, you know gets this verbal list from Kramer about all to what to get, and Kramer's like right outside, just like, ooh, adding all this stuff. Get this, get that, and it's just a it's a pretty big ass fruit list.
0: Well, and I will say that when I was younger, I did not know that. Uh, avocado purchasing and everything kramer says is 100 yeah. percent correct i was like oh yeah that's oh yeah not too right not too you know i was like yeah kramer you know it dude
1: yeah well you're definitely a west coast guy yeah. you know if you're if you're buying avocados i don't love avocado all that much um but you know for the time you live in california and in, and i'm sure in oregon as well um avocado is just a huge thing <laughs> of west coast people yeah. yeah but he's right though it has to be you have to feel it, squeeze it, and it has to be like a thing. can't be too hard, can't be too soft.
0: But but um, at the same
1: time, I totally get Jerry's
0: responses as someone who doesn't yeah. cook in my family. So when when my wife says something, I, she has to be like overly specific about everything because I'm mm-hmm. like, but wh- what does it look like on the outside?
1: You know, when Kramer's exactly. like, it's got to be yes. this,
0: you know this on the inside. I'm like, but what does it look like on the outside? Which is, I don't which know. is a great,
1: yeah, that is a great, you know, little back and forth. Because um, how the hell would he supposed to know what a red plum on the red on the inside is? And, and
0: clearly he's freaking out, which I love. I love that Jerry's yeah. freaking out over something that's just dumb. Although he does say, like, I feel like I'm doing something like illegal or bad illegal. here. Yes. You know?
1: But it is. I mean, it's funny. When he, when he walks in and we see Joe just kind of eyeing him, like, Jerry does a great job of just acting so... Awkward, you know, like he, 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 like, like he is doing something illegal, and he's trying to get away with it right in front of the police. I know. kind of thing. Um, I mean, I love that line when he grabs the avocado and squeezes it it's like, ooh, just right, <laughs> <laughs> just kind of puts it in the basket. Um, and so with all of these ingredients uh Joe recognized it as Kramer's list and so he's pissed off and he's like no fuck it now Jerry you're banned as well
0: yeah and you can tell that the actor that plays Joe when he first launches into what he's going to like launch into he's holding back a laugh because it's, it's all ridiculous uh, like you can tell but he does compose himself and man just I, every time i watch him i'm like he's just he's crushing it the actor is just crushing it and i'm having a great time in this scene and honestly yeah. too i will say this I almost want to say now that we've we're you know we're starting season five and we have all this behind us. I gotta say that I think Jerry, as an actor, is much better now than he was when the show first started because a lot of this scene with him and Joe requires Jerry to act a certain way, and uh, Joe is obviously hilarious and he's crushing it. But honestly, so is Jerry Seinfeld, the actor.
1: But not Jerry, not Jerry Seinfeld playing Jerry Seinfeld because he's a bad. Actor as Jerry Seinfeld in the pilot. Yeah. but the real Jerry Seinfeld is a good actor in yes. Yes. the Seinfeld episode. Yeah, I got gotcha. you.
0: You got it. You follow me. That tracks. That all tracks. Okay. Yeah.
1: No, I saw. I saw a meme. I think it was on one of our uh, Seinfeld um, Facebook groups that posted a picture that was Jerry Seinfeld playing Jerry Seinfeld playing Jerry Seinfeld in Jerry in the show Seinfeld, and it was like a picture of him in the pilot. And I was just like, oh, that's ridiculous, and it's true. So um all right so we kind of come back from commercial break and george bought all the fruit for kramer and jerry and jerry and things like that um he's on his way to go see karen i do like you know in very george fashion they don't make this as big of a thing but it is an actual thing where george you know he's like all right you owe me 2860 for the fruit and none of them have cash kramer only has hundreds only has hundreds of course (laughs) of course (laughs) course. (laughs) um but I, you, like knowing George, you know that eats at him. Yeah. Much farther than what they even show in the episode. Yeah. And,
0: I mean, and rightfully so because they also know that he doesn't have a job. So, yeah. honestly, I do think they kind of did George a little dirty
1: right oh, yeah. there. Absolutely. But... To, you know, get talk to do the talk of the dirty talk. Ooh, you like it, a dirty talk. <laughs> um, yeah. Now he tries some mangrove and he's feeling invigorated. And we get a callback line to the contest where he says, I think it moved.
0: No, no, that wasn't the contest. That was the masseuse. That was like, oh, yes, episode right, the masseuse, one, yeah. season three. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. And it's, but it's the funny thing is because I wrote it down and I, I caught it with you. Uh, it's like, it's the exact same punchline. The exact. Yeah. So let me ask you this. So you took it as an homage then?
1: Yes, I did.
0: Okay. I took it
1: as, as, a, as a callback to that, that phrase, but this time, you know, I don't know, just using it in a slightly different context, but. Bring back, you know. I mean, because yeah. I mean, you're you're calling back, flooding back all those memories that were associated with, um, you know, homosexuality before with the masseuse, um, or not the masseuse because it's not it's not the episode called the masseuse because that's yeah. coming up later in this. Yeah, season. I know. Whatever it is, it's the male it's masseuse. The, I know what you're talking yeah, about though. Yeah. Uh, that tall, blonde, great-looking guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. Anyway, I, so I I did take it like that, and I, I appreciated that. Okay, okay,
0: so, I I um, took it as, eh, and then no, like it's no like no offense to it, but I was like, ah, I felt like that was a little bit of a reuse uh, okay. a line, but it works either Fair way. It doesn't doesn't detract at all because honestly, what sells it is the look on George's face when it yes. moves. Because I don't know if we, no, I guess we kind of got that too in the in the other episode. But anyways, uh, Jason Alexander totally, kills it. Well, he crushes it. It's awesome.
1: See what I love about it is because the last time we saw that line he was meek and afraid of it moving. Oh. This time he is so excited that, about it moving that he, and that so, he runs out. Yes. Exactly, oh, yeah. that it works.
0: Good yeah, good call. That's a that's actually a good point and I'm going to retract it. I'm going to I'm going to say it's an homage. I'm going to say it's an homage. So, thank you. Thank you for yeah. that.
1: All right. Well, I also want to call out I think another one of George's I don't know, maybe it becomes one of his Saying, so I'm sure he says it because I'm sure he says this again um, in other episodes. Maybe he already said it, but he goes, I'm back, baby. I'm back. I've heard you say that a bajillion times,
0: <laughs> yes. And I was gonna again, I was gonna bring that up too because I always thought I was referencing Frank Costanza because he says, I'm back, baby, when he ah. with the food when he goes, uh-huh. you know, that whole episode where he gives everyone uh, food poisoning. Yes. But the way that I heard it when George said it, I realized in my head. I've actually been quoting George the whole time. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, dude. And actually, and honestly, the fact that George says it here and then knowing that Frank says it later, I love that. I love that there's yeah. like this family phrase mm-hmm. that they use, you know. But I do, yeah. buddy. I love, I'm back, baby. <laughs> you've, I, yeah,
1: you've said it a lot. I said it <laughs> last it. night
0: to, to some guys I was playing with on uh, Friday the 13th, the video game. Some of my friends from, <laughs> from back on the East Coast. And I said something. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm back, baby.
1: Yeah. And so you're, you don't say it like Bender, because Bender in Futurama says it um, as well. You know, I'm back, baby. Uh, like, that's his version. But it, it, it is. is a totally You you, you say it very Seinfeldian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey,
0: everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Talking Back. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify, Podbean and stitcher this is what you want this is what you get
1: and now back to the show all right uh elaine comes in and jerry calls her the first lady of the american theater you know with her acting skills which the first lady of the american theater is a nickname for a person. It's the nickname of Helen Hayes, uh, who's American. Uh, she's an American actress whose career spanned spanned eighty years. She was uh, nicknamed that was as I mentioned that was her nickname. She's one of sixteen people who have received an EGOT.
0: Oh, oh so wow. an Emmy,
1: a Grammy, an Oscar, yep. and a Tony. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she was I think the second person overall to to ever get it. Yep. Um, so
0: that's awesome. The only reason I know what an EGOT is is from Thirty Rock when Tracy Jordan oh. wanted to get an EGOT.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. I do. I did not like Tracy Jordan's character, oh. or you know, Tracy Morgan's character. I I, I might give it a shot again and down the line, but like I hated Tracy Morgan in that show. I just didn't find him funny. Um, see, see, like
0: I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to do like a show all of that character because honestly, personally, I loved Alec Baldwin the most on that show. Mm-hmm. But he, I enjoyed his antics. I should say.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Uh, all right. So. Um, okay, so Elaine and Jerry are kind of giving things back to each other that, you know, that they've had in their apartments. Honestly, it's very much like a breakup. Um, that's what it's feeling like. They're, they're, they're friends that are breaking up. Um, they're ending their friendship. And she's about to leave. And then she just flips the switch and says, okay, I'll give you half an hour. <laughs> great line. Great crowd reaction. It's very funny. And they have to have sex to save the friendship, which is another great classic Seinfeld line right here. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I love the way Jerry's, like, removing his shirt I, as yeah. he's saying it. It's so good. Exactly.
1: I mean, honestly, what guy wouldn't want to have sex to save the friendship? Mm,
0: especially with Elaine. I would have no yeah. complaints.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, absolutely. Um, So, we cut to Georgie Boy, who did very well after eating his mango, but he... Oh, my God, he drops the ball by calling out Karen for faking it. He's he thinking, you know, even after you know him being invigorated, he still thinks she faked it, and he's calling her out on it, and he's so convinced about it, he's an asshole he's about it completely.
0: Asshole, dude, and this is tried and true cocky George. You know, he's yeah. such an a-hole, and he gets what he deserves for being such yeah. an a-hole. But, yeah, dude, it, well, it's, you know, as much as we hate cocky George, it is kind of nice to see that that character trait is something that you know extends almost right now at least half of the series it's something that just keeps going on and but it also Mm -hmm. it's nicer to see unlike earlier you know previous episodes where we've talked about it it's nice to see the the ramifications happen immediately as opposed to later
1: exactly he gets kicked out of bed and she's just like not having it she's like basically like fuck you you don't think i had this or you don't believe me or trust me you're out yeah so she kicks him out And I love Um, that POV
0: shot of George looking for his glasses and kind of like yeah, that's that's kind of unnecessary.
1: I thought I thought it was going to pay off with like a a crunch sound, like he was going to step on his glasses, but we didn't get it. So I I, I don't know. I I, thought that was kind of a unnecessary bit.
0: I I just I liked I guess I liked the the anger in her voice as she was telling him to get out when he's clearly like he can't get out right now. Like you know, yeah. Eh. I I thought it worked, but yeah, I guess
1: I would have liked to see a crunch. And then when we see him. you know, if, if we see him again, he would have tape on the glasses or some shit like that. But yeah. it's not that big of a deal. It was still funny. Uh, all right. We cut to George or to Jerry's bed and he failed. He did not make it ha- happen. Um, you know, he felt all the same, all the same lines that Jerry had or George had earlier about, you know, oh, I felt all this pressure. He couldn't, you know, he felt inadequate. He couldn't do it. Um, now he's having that. Uh, but Elaine's like, you know, her last little bit is a. Uh, you know what, I'm, I'm kind of hungry. She's very obviously nonchalant, just like, that, nothing happened in 30 minutes for her, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, um, <laughs> she, she, got, but, she got nothing out of that it's just experience. Yeah. But she's feeling a little uh peckish, a little hungry, and she says, uh, do you happen to have any mango left? Jerry's eyes get real wide, because obviously the last time we saw with the mango, George um, had it and was felt reinvigorated. So... We can assume that he's gonna eat the mango and try again, yeah. and you know, be very excited about that. Which I looked up. Uh, mango is an aphrodisiac. Okay. Um. It's uh. It's called the fruit of love or the love fruit, oh. which I didn't know. Yeah. Huh. Um. Mangoes apparently increase virility in men, and the vitamin E, uh, which is uh, abundantly present in mangoes, helps regulate sex hormones and boost sex drive. So okay. it is a it is a thing. Okay. Well,
0: good. Uh, that's <laughs> that's good to know. I guess. Yeah. Um, I need I, to go buy some more mangoes. You're partner. right. I was, just, I was just starting to think, like, do we have any mangoes in the house? Uh, I only have <laughs> seedless watermelon, damn it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but it was, I mean, dude, it was a great button on the episode. And we've mentioned before that we don't always love, like, like ending an episode on such a button, on, like, such a yeah. on such a joke, like, on such uh, mm-hmm. a hit like that. But it, here... It was like a freeze frame yeah, moment. Yeah, like a freeze frame. Here, it works great. It did. And, I uh, and especially because... Like the hand motions are exactly George's. Everything he's saying, it's like, he's because George was like, oh, it's Jerry's fault for doing this. George's, or Jerry's like, oh, it's George's fault. It's, it's perfect. Everything is perfect
1: Mm -hmm. parallels and similarities and stuff. All right. And then we end with a stand up about orgasms. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I don't. Uh, and, a,
0: and, uh, and a comic book reference too. Um, a female orgasm is kind of like the Bat Batcave. Uh, very few people know where it is, and if you're lucky enough to, even to see it, you probably don't know how to how you got there, and you can't find your way back after you left. You know there, and that was I mean that's freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know there are two types of female orgasms: the real and the fake. And I'll tell you right now, as a man, we don't know. We don't know because to a man, sex is like a car accident, and determining the female orgasm is like asking, "What did you see after the car went out of control?" I heard a lot of screeching sounds. I remember I was facing the wrong way at one point, and in the end, my body was thrown clear.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Two two solid stand-up episodes.
0: Two, two solid ones, man. I loved. I loved both of them, bro. I thought they were both great. Yep. All right, buddy boy. Please, yep. I want you to start us off, man. You, uh, uh, this is uh, we're starting season five, so I want you starting. to give us the old
1: start off. A before C, right? Sure. Let's go. Let's go with that. Yeah. Um, I was surprised, honestly surprised about this episode. I remember the fruit stand stuff. You know, I hear the mango, and then all of a sudden, I really think of the mango stuff. Um, but I forgot about how much else was in this episode. The fake, fake, fake. Um, you know, the sex to have the save the save the relationship. I really liked how things were intertwined in this episode. I thought that was absolutely fantastic. That's and that's when Seinfeld's at his best, and that's what we talked about. Um, you know, it's not just an A storyline and a B storyline that don't really do anything. And this one, the B storyline enhances the A storyline because they use the mango for the virility stuff. So it kind of all intertwines. It works really well together. The callback on the lines was fantastic. So the B storylines are used to enhance or wrap up the A storyline like the use of the mango to give virility to the guy so they can give the orgasms to the women, which were set up at the beginning as B, as faking it. So, like, everything worked out so well. You're right. The button at the end was acceptable. It was funny. It was a funny way to do it as opposed to some of the other ones were like, eh, that just kind of falls flat. Um, everything worked really well together. I was extremely happy about this episode. I'm so considering even upping up my score from this, but I can't because we're starting it and I have a hard time giving a five. So I have to give this one 4.5 out of five plums that are red on the inside. But this is, I mean, this is a even talking it with you. It's just like, I'm really considering a five, but, but you know what? I'm just gonna to start off this season with a 4.5 after the shitstorm that started off season four. I'm like, holy crap! This is what a way to start off season five. So fucking excited about it. So 4.5 out of five.
0: Man, dude, I, literally, <laughs> Cartwright Bingo, guys literally everything you said is exactly how I feel. Uh, To reiterate one major point is like, this is not an episode that I think about. And that's why Mm -hmm. it also kind of reminds me of the pick because the same thing happened with the pick where I was like, I was like, it's this episode. Oh wait, this is happening. Oh yeah. Oh shit. The only thing I have to say differently is I give this a five baby. Okay. Because I loved both of those standups. Honestly, Mm -hmm. truly, the only minuscule problem I had with this entire episode was Kramer getting a mid-episode cheer on his entrance. <laughs> and yeah. come on, man. Yeah. That's that's not enough to freaking downgrade a goddamn thing. You no, know? So you're right. I, I got to go with my gut, man. Like, I'm, I'm with you. And I'm, and again, when I say I am 100% with you, it was also on the thinking of, like, I can't give the first episode a five yeah. right out of the gate, you know? But, but yeah. I got to go with my gut, man. And I fucking loved this episode. And it was also, I think Joe. Joe is what put it over the edge. If, if I didn't uh, love that character so much, it would have probably gotten a 4 or 4.5. You've
1: convinced me. You've convinced me, Corey. I'm doing it right now. Yeah. I'm calling this a 5. Yes. Because you're right. Like Everything works so fucking well together. It this does. is a damn good episode. It
0: does. and, and it, I think the icing on the cake is, is, is Joe. That is the icing on the cake. But I think the main component to give this episode a 5 is how perfectly structured and written yeah. all the storylines are and, and all the intertwining of everything. That's what makes this a five.
1: It's so fucking good.
0: And I never think about it. I never think of the mango, you know, as something when, like an episode when you're right, to, you're to, right. to show people. Yeah,
1: yeah. When you're right, you're right, Corey. But that's why we do this, right, buddy? That is exactly why I do this. I'm trying to see, you know, where some of these, where, uh... oh my God, fuck you. Uh, sorry, I was looking up, I wanted to see where some other people put um, the mango and this one website called the vulture.com mm. ranked all 169 episodes and it put the mango 162 ah. are you fucking kidding me they don't know shit about Seinfeld
0: no nah, they're, they're smoking something over there at the vulture f that it's, it's and, and and anything crap you want, like yeah if you want to know anything about Seinfeld just listen to Cartwright's Seinfeld podcast you don't need to go yeah. anywhere else for that <laughs> And hey, if you want to know anything about nostalgia movies and, oh and my music reviews and, and album reviews, you go to uh the Blast from Our Past podcast
1: for that. How about that? I'm still they've had the trip as number thirty nine. Fuck you, Vulture. You don't know shit. I
0: try. Okay. All right. Fuck Vulture. Sorry. I,
1: I'm getting angry. Okay, let's Let's go back. Sorry. I'm raking it back in. Absolutely. The Blast from <laughs> Our Past podcast, because I was half listening, uh, is a fantastic podcast that I do with my brother. And we talk all things nostalgia from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Um, so check it out. I'm sure you've heard me talk yeah, about it before. If you've support. listened to our episodes, just do it. It's a good podcast. And you know what? When you're on top of that, listen to Throwback Trivia Takedown. It's yeah. one I also do with my brother. And it's a trivia based podcast from Nostalgic Days. And it's good too. Yeah. I think you'll like it. You'll like it. Almost as much as you like podcasting after dark.
0: <laughs> That's a good setup. Thank you, buddy.
1: Yep, me and our buddy Zach
0: talking about cult movies and you know crazy shit from the '70s, '80s, and '90s. A lot of madness going on over there, like Ninja 3: The Domination. But we also talked to uh, you know actors and and directors. We uh, interviewed the the director of Fright Night uh, and also a couple actors from Fright Night. So we got some good stuff over there. And uh, you can find everything all on the bfopnetwork.com or our, our network website that's the b—that that is bfopnetwork.com also known as beef
1: bfup there you go uh, someone someone said they 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 hear it as beef hop <laughs> the beef hop like we're hopping <laughs> hop, over steaks hop or something beef. well the good thing is
0: uh we put links in in uh every single show notes so you can find it yep. easily and uh this is you know season five episode one so if you guys are kind of just finding us on the free feed and you're like well where the heck are seasons one through four well they're all over on our patreon page we keep our entire archive over there and uh all for a buck. One buck a month gets you every single episode of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, starting with episode one, uh, It's what is it called? The Seinfeld Chronicles. They had to change it. Yeah, the it, Chronicles, yep. You know, so, yeah, that's all over there, and uh, all proceeds go towards the
1: show. Uno bucko. That's all you need. A, I'll buy that
0: for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right. All right. Well... For Corey, I'm Adam. And that was another episode of the Seinfeld Podcast. Oh, for Cartwright. Cartwright, a Seinfeld Podcast. Um, and fuckvulture.com.
0: There you go. Fuckvulture.com. <laughs>